Hey there, and welcome to the Jimmy's Table podcast at jimmystable.com. I'm your host, Jimmy Humphrey. I'm curiously evangelical, politically homeless, and a dreamer of small things. On this podcast, I'm having conversations about the intersection of faith, life, and culture. So if you have honest questions, aren't afraid to have difficult conversations, and want to have a little fun along the way, then pull up a chair. This podcast is for you. So today's episode 188 of the jimmystable.com podcast, and today's episode title is entitled simply, Why Are There No UFOs in a Trailer Park Somewhere? And I don't know, maybe that's not such a simple title, and it's kind of a little tongue-in-cheek with a hint of sarcasm, but I kind of want to take this topic seriously before I get to the idea of the question I ask in this title. Um, one, I want to take it seriously because there are a lot of people, smart, intelligent people, people who are friends of mine, who believe that there's a high probability and likely probability that UFOs and aliens are real, that they exist, and they have visited planet Earth. And there's a lot of well-meaning, serious people that I don't want to in any way degrade or treat as if they're somehow not intelligent and informed individuals. In fact, many of them are probably more intelligent and more informed on me than me on this particular topic. However, I'm not going to let that keep me from talking, right? (laughs) But I want to go ahead and weigh in on, on this particular topic. And I want to weigh in on this topic because of the news that has surfaced this past week. Uh, that has, you know, is, is pretty interesting. And it's it's pretty interesting even from somebody like me who's, if I can show my cards early, kind of a skeptic at the entire idea that aliens exist and that they have visited planet Earth. Because even if you're like me and you're kind of a skeptic of the entire thing, it is a very interesting news week. And if you're even remotely interested in the topic of UFOs, then this is probably the most interesting thing to ever happen in the history of the entire subject. In case you're unaware, it has been reported that in this past week, speaking under oath in front of the House Oversight Subcommittee of National Security, that former Air Force Major David Grush, I think is how you say his last name, who was specifically appointed as a lead government figure over the task force for Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon, which is called UAPs, uh, which, you know, we commonly refer to as UFOs. Why they call them UAPs versus UFOs, I'm not sure. Um, but these, this specific government official who oversaw the task force for this unidentified aerial phenomenon, the UAPs, gave electrifying testimony regarding the more than 650 documented instances of unknown flying objects being identified by U.S. Navy pilots that fly in such a way that seem to defy the laws of physics and or currently known technology. That's pretty amazing. And it's kind of like, whoa. Furthermore, Major Grush, Grush, 
let's just call him Major G, because I'm not exactly sure how you say his last name. Major G stated that since the 1930s, the U.S. military has been in possessions of the remains of crashed UAPs, and since their possession of this technology, they have been trying to reverse engineer it so that we can benefit from the wreckage of the UAPs and trying to duplicate what they themselves have been known to do. And furthermore, as part of the recovery effort for the UAPs, what has been identified as quote-unquote non-human biologics have been found in the remains and wreckage of these UAPs. Now, he didn't say that these were extraterrestrials. He didn't say these were aliens from other planets. He didn't even say these UAPs were from out of this world. We have simply been left with a testimony that there exist these unidentified aerial phenomenons, these U- or these UFOs, if you can you know, use layman terms like me, or everyday nomenclature uh, when it uh, comes to this sort of stuff. But Major G claims that these things have existed, um, and he doesn't say exactly what they are or where they come from, but simply says that these UAPs with these non-human biologics have been captured and remain in possession of the U.S. military and have existed since the 1930s. Um, and furthermore, Major G claims that to have not only uh, that this has not only happened, but that he also has sources and eyewitnesses that could substantiate his testimony, although none have yet to come forward to corroborate his testimony and to confirm the things that he has said. Uh, and to, to respond to the claims of Major G., um, and his own testimony, the, the United States Pentagon and Department of Defense have stated that they have not discovered any verifiable information to substantiate the claims that any program regarding the possession or reverse engineering of extraterrestrial materials have existed in the past or exist currently. So, that kind of makes you wonder to hear what's, what's exactly going on. You have this one dude that works for the government in this, you know, kind of secretive branch of the government that claims that we have in possession UFOs and that we have in possession the uh, some sort of non-human biological creatures that were associated with these UFOs um, and that this technology is advanced and we've been trying to reverse engineer it since the 1930s. So you have his testimony, sworn testimony, for which he could be held liable and per- under perjury laws if he is known to have lied about these things. Um, so we have his testimony stating this, but then we also have the Pentagon and Department of Defense disavowing this testimony and saying there is no verifiable information. Um, of course... You know, all this stuff could be parsed in legalese, and both of them could be speaking in such a way as to, like, you know, let the hearer hear what they want <laughs> in regard to their testimony. You could say there's loopholes in regarding uh, the language of both the uh, Major G as well as the Pentagon and Department of Defense. And for those of you who may be lawyers, 
uh, that listen to my podcast, you know, even just me looking at the language itself is kind of like, ah, I could drive a, a, a truck right through some of the holes that are in such statements. Yet, in spite of all that, is it an interesting? <laughs> I mean, this is some pretty radical, far-fetched sounding stuff. And it, it almost sounds like something that would confirm the existence of aliens and extraterrestrial beings who have visited the world. Um, and it confirms all the things that you've ever heard on late night television or in the movies um, and all the wild speculation that people have had uh, and all the testimonies regarding things like alien abductions, alien probing and exploring uh, and, you know, all that fun stuff. It's all of a sudden like, whoo, maybe my understanding of the universe is getting ready to change or, or has just been confirmed to be true. Uh, and it definitely gets one to sit there and think. And it definitely, like even me, like a, a skeptic of all this stuff, I'm just kind of like, whoa, this is, this is some heavy stuff. This is some fascinating stuff. And I hope you find it as fascinating as I find it fascinating. Um, but regarding all this, you know, like I said, I'm a skeptic. I'm a skeptic that there are alien life forms that exist on other planets. And I am a skeptic that these alien life forms have visited planet Earth. Um, and, you know, but you can sit there and think of, you know, still, even with that skeptical attitude that I have, I haven't ruled out the possibility that it could happen. Uh, and I haven't ruled out the possibility that aliens could exist and perhaps they are in possession of technology so advanced that it completely defies our current existing understanding of the laws of physics uh, and the technology of what is possible uh, under those laws. I, 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 I remain open to the idea that such a thing could exist and that there could be extraterrestrial beings out there all over the universe. However, with that said, we have to put our thinking cap on. The simplest and most likely explanation is that these UAPs are advanced experimental technologies of maybe even our nation or even enemy nations such as China or Russia, and that the governments are more than happy to allow these sort of things to be observed and for people to theorize about what they could be because, hey, it's just part of the overall uh, war game strategy of complex uh, powers uh, with incredible technology. And so they don't mind engaging in these sort of war games and they don't mind people thinking, hey, these could be little green men uh, because they would, you know, prefer you to have you thinking that, you know, we're being visited by E.T. than it is that, hey, Perhaps our nations are in possession of some pretty crazy technology uh, that should, you know, perhaps scare the life and, <laughs> out of us. Um, it should scare us to death that perhaps some of these things uh, might exist. And indeed, if you were to go watch some of the 
you know, videos, um, and I have links to it in the show notes at jamiestable.com. If you were to go watch to some of the videos that have been published, even by the Pentagon, of some of this aerial phenomenon, this these UAPs or UFOs, you would sit there and think, wow, whatever this is, zooming around in the sky that these U.S. Navy air pilots are, you know, taking videos of and that appear on their radars and stuff and then just suddenly disappear, you know, whatever it is that exists, pretty impressive stuff, stuff that definitely defies even just, you know, a, a layman's uh, observation of it saying, hey, I've never seen something move like that before, and this is pretty weird. Um, and it's almost kind of frightening to think that there might exist such technology not only within Earth, uh, or but even outside of Earth. It's just kind of like, wow, that would be amazing if whatever we're seeing reported um, as true and factual is uh, not some sort of trick and not some sort of sleight of hand, not some sort of conspiracy of one nation to somehow trick another nation, but that it might actually represent actual technology that exists out there in the world. That's pretty amazing in and of itself. Um, but whatever the case is, the simplest and most likely explanation is that whatever these UAPs ultimately are, they're the product of something that exists here on planet Earth. Um, yet for many, many people are like, uh-uh, that doesn't work for me because of X, Y, and Z. Um, and there are, you know, many perhaps very plausible sounding ideas behind why that couldn't be some sort of human technology and why it must be something from another world. Um, but, you know, and as exciting as I am over the possibility that something like that may exist, um... I still feel in my heart here that it's an idea we can almost entirely discount. Um, you know, and even though I don't want to scoff at the idea, like I, I respect the people, I genuinely respect the people who hold that these ideas that the that these UAPs and UFOs must be some sort of extraterrestrial uh, culture that has decided to visit us from some distant planet. Um, the fact of the matter is that uh, I think we're kind of jumping the shark here. Uh, we're kind of simply jumping to the conclusion, and aliens, you know, must be the explanation. Um, and, and we do that because there's gaps in evidence. And our minds love to play tricks on us, and our minds love to try to fill in the blanks and come up with a, a likely narrative and a likely story that helps us to explain the thing we cannot explain. Um, and in doing so, many of us simply jump to the, the solution and aliens, you know, as, as far as the explanation. Um, and, you know, our minds love to do things like that, especially when, you know, maybe we have a little disconnect with the world and think that the world can't exactly be as it appears to be. But I believe if we were to follow the simple philosophical principle known as Occam's razor, that is, the philosophical and logical idea that the simplest explanation is to generally be preferred to a more complex explanation, then concluding that UAP phenomenon is something associated with extraterrestrial origins instead of something from planet Earth is definitely a violation of the principle of Occam's razor. 
And I want to explain why. First of all, to date, to my knowledge, there has been zero verifiable evidence that we have encountered intelligent life from outside of this planet. And while there is no shortage of individual claims of individual people saying they've encountered aliens or, you know, that they've seen something weird at Area 51, such stories have ultimately had zero independent evidence to validate those claims. Second, while there are incredible mathematical odds that life should theoretically exist on other planets in the universe, including the possibility of intelligent life, it is highly unlikely that such life could ever make contact with us, let alone actually physically visit us. Indeed, the lack of intelligent the lack of evidence regarding intelligent life existing outside of our own planet has what is created uh, what is known as the Fermi paradox. And based off this paradox, the line of reasoning goes like this: that there are billions of stars within the Milky Way galaxy that we inhabit, and the Milky Way galaxy, by the way, is one of billions of galaxies in the universe. But that within the galaxy of the Milky Way that we inhabit, that within the billions of stars that inhabit that galaxy, there are yet billions upon billions of planets orbiting those stars. And with a high chance of probability, that means there must exist other numerous Earth-like planets that share the similar habitability of our own planet, upon which life could somehow possibly spontaneously develop, thrive, and evolve. And based on this idea, there must be a chance that these other Earth-like planets could undergo a similar evolution as we have gone as human beings regarding intelligent life, and the ability of that life to at some point harness technology in the same manner we have. And then at some point, those alien civilizations may have even set out to explore the universe like we have, and possibly even been more successful than us. Pretty interesting theory, pretty interesting idea based off, you know, the number of probabilities of billions of Earth or billions of planets that exist upon billions upon billions upon billions upon billions of planets, even if there's only a million Earth-like planets out there and only a thousand of those Earth-like planets ever had life and only a hundred of those Earth-like planets had intelligent life that somehow created a technology to escape the planet it was on, and to reach out into the cosmos and to boldly go where no man has gone before or where no alien has gone before, uh, then there must mathematically exist not only uh, hundreds of such uh, civilizations within our own galaxy, but there must be tens of thousands, if not more, across the span of the entire universe. And that's just based off of mathematical probability. Because if you just keep multiplying the number of billions upon billions upon billions upon billions of planets that must exist, and, I, and according to Google research that I did, you know, be the, the scientist that I am, uh, there's over 700 quintillion 
trillion <laughs> planets in the universe, which is, you know, a number I can't even, you know, fathom. So, you know, the idea that there could be several thousand of those 700 quintillion planets in the universe uh, that, you know, uh, several thousand Earth-like planets that have intelligent species that have advanced technologies capable of breaching their atmosphere and going into space, that doesn't seem so far-fetched to think that there could be this entire Star Wars universe somewhere out there uh, that exists uh, in a galaxy far, far away. Um, you know, so it, it just seems like a mathematical probability, So, which is why I can't help but conclude that it's not entirely unrational to think that such a thing could possibly exist. However, where the rubber meets the road and where this entire idea, this mathematical almost certainty that this thing exists is, and where this becomes a paradox is that if there is a Star Wars type universe out there with all these advanced alien civilizations that exist with the, that have, can harness technology capable of exploring the universe, even if that is a reality, so far, there is zero evidence that such a thing exists or has ever existed in the known universe apart from us. Because if that has happened, according to one of the scientists that have developed this theory in his words, then where is everybody? Where are all the aliens? Where are all the people? Where is all these advanced civilizations? Because if they exist, in spite of this massive size of the universe, if they have the technology to somehow do these things, then there should be evidence of them everywhere, right? But so far, all we experience is great silence. All we experience is great silence from the heavens, and it appears that based off the evidence, contrary to the math, that we are indeed alone in the universe and that there is no other intelligent form of life apart from that which exists on our own planet and, and all of the entire cosmos. So not only is there, then therefore, great silence from space, but when you consider the fact that there are billions upon billions of planets within the Milky, galaxy, Milky Way galaxy alone, then what are the actual odds that that life could potentially find us. And not only find us, but identify us, and actually attempt to communicate with us, and then actually visit us. And when you consider that mankind has only been generating radio frequencies that have escaped the Earth's atmosphere since the late 1800s, so not even 150 years, then out of all the billions of planets that aliens could possibly explore and visit and think, hey, is there somebody else out there besides us? You know, what are the odds that they would have actually found any of the little radio frequencies that we've only been generating and creating noise outside of our own little planet for the past 150 years? Like, what are the odds that they would have actually found us in this past 150 years and thought, hey, we, we've identified them. So let us go and, and, and visit them. Let us go 
to the people and say, take me to your leaders. Like, you know, wh- how, how is it that they would have identified us out of the billions of other options that are out there? And when you consider the fact that the Milky Way galaxy spans millions of light years across, and that traveling at the speed of light, it would take millions of years to cover one side of the galaxy to the other, then what are the odds that the aliens within our own galaxy have detected our radio frequencies in the past 150 years and said, aha, I've identified them, and I've not only identified them, but I'm now going to go visit them, and that they have actually managed to do so within that 150 years of coming from wherever they are in our galaxy. And that they possessed the technology and the ability to actually travel and defy all known laws of physics and technology that just defies all explanation. And granted, we're still very young in our scientific inquiry and understanding of the universe. And scientists are always learning something new every single day. There are some things that we just are pretty sure about at the end of the day and we're pretty sure that it's impossible for anything to travel faster than the speed of light light is the fastest thing in the entire universe that we've been able to track so if there's something out there that travels faster than the speed of light it's completely unknown to us and how to travel such great distances in between some sort of in in between space would boggle our minds and is not even something that we can even begin to grasp. And another factor to consider is that if the theory of evolution is true and life spontaneously generates from complex chemical reactions, then if intelligent life is also birthed on other Earth-like planets as a result of random and spontaneous mutations then what are also the odds that other intelligent species like us also coexist at the exact same time we exist within the history of the universe? It seems very likely that even if there has been other intelligent life in the universe, the idea that they're exactly coexisting at this exact moment of time that we are existing and visiting us within that exact moment of time seems highly improbable. It is much more likely that if such alien civilizations have actually existed, that they've long gone extinct thousands, millions, and maybe even billions of years ago before we even existed. Or it's very possible that those civilizations, those intelligent civilizations that exist, perhaps maybe we are the most advanced civilization to exist in the entirety of the universe, And maybe those other alien civilizations haven't even caught up to anywhere near where we are with our technology. Maybe they're still in some sort of Bronze Stone Age type existence, some sort of primordial uh, caveman alien type existence. Um, And maybe their ability to harness the technology necessary to uh, escape their own planet and go into space, maybe they are still hundreds of thousands of years from ever developing such technology. And maybe by the time they ever develop such technology, we will have long ceased 
to exist. <laughs> so the odds of us, you know, simultaneously existing and visiting other alien civilizations or vice versa at the same time across vast geographies of space and time, it just seems astronomically impossible. Or not impossible, but maybe improbable. Um, and so improbable, maybe perhaps we might as well say it is impossible. And finally, if I can get back to the title of this podcast and have a little fun tongue-in-cheek sort of theory here. But I was sitting here when I was thinking about UFOs and I was like, you know, why is it that UFOs and the bodies of dead aliens are always in the exclusive possession of some top secret deep state level department of the United States government? Why isn't there a trailer park in the hills of West Virginia that has successfully recovered the wreckage of a UFO, put it on display for all to see, and mounted the head of E.T. in some redneck's living room wall next to the six-point buck that he shot last fall? If E.T. exists, I believe that some guy named Bubba is more likely to have him mounted on his wall than some scientist in Area 51 is to be poking and prodding that alien. And if someone from the government simply said, well, we're going to just show up, like we, we have evidence of an extraterrestrial, so we're just going to show up and try to confiscate the remains of E.T. and the UFO he was flying... You know, I can't help but believe, based on the history of the United States, uh, that I'm pretty sure that we have some pretty strong believers in the Second Amendment out there who would be willing to put on a show that would rival the Branch Davidians and the government raid of their compound in Waco, Texas, from back in the 90s. Uh, and if E.T. exists and some rednecks in the hills of West Virginia confiscated his body and his spacecraft, uh, then you know if the government came for him, there would be hell to pay. And we certainly would have heard of a shootout between the government uh, and, and some Branch Davidian-like group in possession of the body of E.T. So, also, speaking of alien wreckage, how is it that alien civilizations, by the way, are so advanced so as to create spacecraft that can defy the laws of physics to visit us from millions of light years away and perform astronomical crazy maneuvers that defy all explanation and the skies of Earth. Yet they somehow can't avoid a simple crash landing on our planet being shot down by a U.S. Navy pilot and confiscated as if they were some prisoner of war. How is it that they're crashing all over the place to begin with? They're in possession of superior technology that allows them to fly from some distant galaxy and to go crazies through the skies of planet Earth, yet pff, they end up in a box in Area 51. You know, I find it highly unlikely that if such aliens exist and they possess such technology that they are crashing all over the place and that the United States government is able to just come pick them up. Uh, and not only, you know, the idea that the government would pick them up, but that it wouldn't be Bubba picking them up instead, just, you know, it just kind of makes me roll my eyes and wonder. <laughs> ah, so as a result of considering all these possible issues and following the, the principle of Occam's razor, 
that the simplest answer is the most likely one. It is much more likely in my mind that the UAPs identified by the government are the result of phenomenon and technology developed here on Earth, and it's much more likely that governments are punking each other with their technology than some extraterrestrial beings from some far-off star and galaxy have ever come and visited us from another world. And that's just my take on UFOs, UAPs, or whatever you want to call them. Also, as a side note, since this is, you know, my podcast and I, you know, I'm speaking from the perspective of a person of faith, as specifically as an evangelical Christian, you might wonder what are the theological implications of alien life on other planets and then visiting us? How should a Christian potentially understand the idea that there may be UFOs and aliens and the existing in the cosmos and uh, that somehow they are tied to uh, us in some manner and that they have visited us. What, what, what's that have to do with us as a person of faith? Does that you know, disprove the Bible? Does that pres- disprove Jesus? Does that invalidate our faith in any way? What does the Bible have to say about aliens? And my thought is simply this. And it's, you know, a kind of a common theological perspective that, you know, I think we need to do a better job at practicing. But it's a, it's a common theological principle. Where the scriptures are silent, I'm going to try to remain silent myself. And instead of trying to make any conclusive declarations from scriptures with things that I don't believe the scriptures directly address, like, uh, you know, there's some interesting passages in the scripture for sure, but I don't think there's uh, any interesting passages in the scriptures that speak to the idea of UFOs or aliens from other planets. Um, so where the scriptures are silent regarding aliens and life on other planets, I'm going to remain silent myself. And I'm not going to do like some have to try to speculate on it or like to say definitively one way or the other whether um, aliens may exist or UFOs may exist. And I'm definitely not going to do like some have identified regarding angels and demons and try to somehow peg aliens uh, to angels and demons because while I believe angels and demons exist, it's another step of logic to say, and therefore aliens are those demons and angels. Although that certainly could be in some sense, a possibility. But like I said, where the scriptures are silent, I'm going to try to remain silent. And I'm not going to try to jump into any conclusions that the scriptures themselves do not jump to. Uh, And if aliens do exist, and if it should be proven conclusively one day that they do, and we should be invaded from another planet, or another starship, or what have you, Um, I don't think this would in any way challenge our claims of faith that Jesus Christ is Lord of heaven and earth and that God raised him from the dead and that he died for our sins and then he's coming back to rule and to reign forever and ever. And while some may be uncomfortable with the level of uncertainty that this creates regarding aliens and, and people want this need or people have this need to want to have a definite answer to say yay or nay, Um, you know, I'm not willing to say 100% theologically yay or nay 
uh, whether aliens exist, and if they do exist, what exactly are the nature of these aliens. Um, because, you know, at the end of the day, I don't think the scriptures speak to such an issue. And that may create uncertainty for you, and you may not be happen, happy with uncertainty. But, you know, as a person of faith, I think we should be comfortable with the idea that sometimes our faith doesn't give us certainty regarding everything. It's not the purpose of the Bible, and it's not the purpose of Jesus to fill in our understanding on every possible topic under the sun. You know? Sometimes there needs to remain some mystery and some ambiguity in our faith. Because if there wasn't, then why would it be faith? It would just be certainty. And faith, though, doesn't leave us always with 100% ironclad uh, certain answers regarding everything. Instead, uh, you know, sometimes faith is deliberately a thing that allows us to participate in the vagaries and mysteries that surround the universe. And it allows us to simply trust in God and to continue to look to Him for answers, even when we don't have answers for everything. So everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey, episode 188 of the Jimmy'sTable.com podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to interact with me regarding aliens and UFOs and you know, what that means for Christians, email me, jimmy at jimmystable.com. If you haven't had a chance to subscribe to this podcast, you can do so by going to jimmystable.com slash subscribe and find your favorite way to subscribe, whether that's through Apple, Spotify, Google, or what have you. Uh, if you would love to interact with me besides email or by subscribing, you can reach out to me through Twitter or Facebook with links to both of the show notes. Uh, jimmystable.com. I'm not sure, by the way, whether my website template has updated uh, Twitter, by the way, to reflect the new Twitter logo, X. Uh, I'm kind of curious to see what's going to happen with X instead of Twitter. Um, but anyway, that's another topic for another day. So everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey, jimmystable.com, where I'm having conversations about the intersection of faith, life, and culture. Take care, everybody. God bless, and have a good one. That's all I have to say about that. That's so right on, man. You said it all. <laughs>